This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, uh, a little bit of uh, shameless self-promotion. We'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. Give them a call, plus four four one two seven three seven three three four three three, or you can fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact, or you can talk to either Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be more than happy to help. Now, today I'm joined by Matthew Woodward, international SEO expert and speaker, amongst other things. Matthew, how are you? Hi, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Pleasure, Matthew. Uh, tell the audience uh, where you are. Uh, I am, well, originally from Manchester, Northern Monkey, mm-hmm. uh, but currently been in Costa Rica for the past six or seven years. Oh, you poor so-and-so. Costa Rica. Oh, well, someone's got to go there, I suppose. Um, yeah, someone has to, you know, balance the, the, the weight of the planet. <laughs> the weight of the planet. Yes, it's like, sp- like spinning a wheel at the garage, didn't it? When you put those little weights on to make the wheel spin greatly. So just as I mentioned Costa Rica, actually, it's, it's started to rain here. <laughs> just looking out the window. It's absolutely pouring it down here. What's the weather doing over there in Costa Rica? Uh, technically, it's a rainy season right now, but it didn't rain for a couple of weeks. It's yeah. sunny, bright, 30 Celsius, same as nearly every other day, really. <laughs> and when, before we pressed the record button, we were having a convo about what you're doing, and I wrongly called you a digital nomad, and that's wrong, isn't it? Because you're, you're pretty much staying there, aren't you? You're, you're there most of the time, Costa Rica? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm too old to travel now. Too and, old? Uh, got you sound, the you sound like here, a whippersnapper. So, so um, and the, well, the thing is, everywhere I visit, I'm just like... <sighs> Wish I was in Costa Rica. <laughs> so, uh, um, I mean, yeah, Pacific Coast is, is beautiful. Um, you know, anytime I go to a beach anywhere else, it's just so busy. There's so many people here. You've got like a kilometer each direction to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Brighton very beach, much settled here. Uh, Brighton no, Beach, no, as soon as the sun comes out, I tell you, it's wall-to-wall pebbles and people and seagulls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't try and eat an ice cream or fish and chips on the seafront in Brighton. Oh, lordy. <laughs> yeah, and even like in places like Thailand, you know, beautiful. Well, if you look at the pictures, beautiful beaches, but if you actually go, they're just jam-packed with people and it's just not an enjoyable experience so even then i'm I'm like yeah wish i was back home (laughs) (laughs) okay uh let's uh why don't we start off uh in the normal tradition of this show uh you tell us a bit about yourself and what you've been up to well i've been playing with the internet since before google before youtube when we used to write in notepad and eventually, you know, some of us graduated to Dreamweaver way back when. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> or Vi. I, I, I was, you know, building sites and I, I was delivering. I had a paper round to pay for my server. I was just a kid. <laughs> I didn't really know, you know, anything. And was the server mm. in the corner of your bedroom? No, no, no. It was actually from RackServe Ooh, back in the day. Right. Um, and it was a lot cheaper then as well. Um and uh, I set up a site because w- w- I was heavily into p- 
semi-professional gaming. We won some money. Um, and people wanted to share videos of, of their best bits, but they had nowhere to share them because YouTube didn't exist. Mm. So had I had the the mental capability, instead of building a site for people to share their best bits demos, what I should have done is built YouTube. <laughs> you should have, yes. And then it would but have been I, English I lack, or British I instead of American. I yeah. lacked the vision at like 14. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. And uh, what I did build sucked. So, I mean. <laughs> now, uh, despite you being an entrepreneur and somebody who has, is traveling extensively or lives in a very nice place and does all the things you just mentioned, I specifically would like to focus on sort of making your website or, or, or sort of taking control of your search traffic uh, specifically with on-page SEO. And I thought, uh, because this is a, a little bit of a going back to basics thing, although of course it's a, it's a saying going back to basics, it's, of course it's a huge subject. I thought it might be a good idea if you could just remind our listeners what on-site SEO is, or specifically an on-site SEO audit. On-page SEO is really the only part of SEO that's in your full control. Mm. And for some reason, people don't like that, and they're much more obsessed with link building than they are in cleaning up their house. Yeah. Now, it's important to note that uh, if you don't build a foundation that Google loves, and more importantly, your visitors love, then you've got to work 10 times harder in the link building because you're not going to acquire natural links as easily. People are going to make you pay more for placements if you've got a lower quality site. Mm. And you actually end up spending way more, way more on, 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 on your link building campaign than necessary than if you just made sure you, you, you built a solid foundation that Google loves. Yeah. And it's interesting running running one of the the most popular SEO blogs in the space. I review lots of sites, and people are always asking me, "Oh, what's wrong with this? Can you help me with that?" Can you? I'm always looking, and I'd say probably out of the thousands of sites I've reviewed over the years, probably probably maybe twenty of them had the on-site SEO right. Mm, interesting, but nearly every single person was just like well i've been doing this link building i've been doing that link. it's not been where i'm like yeah but that's not your problem yeah um but people don't like to be told that that's not the problem <laughs> yeah it's a bit it's a bit like um trying to make sort of make someone's house thermally efficient and they've, they've spent loads of money on, on the most efficient boiler they can but they've forgotten to insulate their house and put double yes, glazing yeah in. yeah yeah it's you know you, you you're focusing the budget in the in the wrong places and the other part is that quite often on-page seo or seo audits are technical and that's quite scary for some people yeah it yeah. is heavily heavily technical yes so i decided to, to to boil that process down to to more of a think of it as a, as a five-step common sense seo audit that anyone can do mm. and it includes a couple of elements that technical seos forget about you know if i don't if, if anyone's ever worked with a technical seo they often forget about the human factor oh god but that yeah. should be the first factor that you consider when doing a, a common sense led seo audit anyway rather than a technical led one mm. and uh, you know we're all distracted by tools and automation and software and stats and big data and like like we've been so far removed from the the, the human element so 
I uh, boiled it down to a simple process, applied it to, to, to a site, my site, and increased search traffic by 40% without building a single link. Yeah. And uh, it's that that I'd like to, to talk to you about today, what that process is and, and how mm. you could people apply that to their site and uh, stop wasting money on link building budget. <laughs> so we'll come on to that. But I, can I ask you another really obvious question? Are there certain signs that you should be looking for that sort of tell you that you need to do an on-page SEO audit? Um, Okay, if you've never done one, you've got to do one immediately. Like, you're losing money and traffic every single day that you don't do an audit. Now, I, I know what I'm doing with SEO, but... Every year I run audits on my sites and every year I find new problems. Really? And I know what I'm doing. Like, I don't even have to second guess anything. I just, you know. So if I'm finding problems and the fact that I've reviewed thousands of sites and they all had problems, if you're sitting here listening and you're that guy that always tells me, oh, I, I, uh, my, my, my on page is perfect. Like, I've heard that like a thousand times and probably like half a percent of being true. You've probably got issues. If you've never done one, you've definitely got to do one. If you've not done one in the last year, you've got to do one. Also, if you look at your search traffic, if you're if you've plateaued in search traffic, you're not growing or declining. Mm. You need to do. If you're declining in search traffic, you need to do one. If you have any kind of penalty from Google or you suspect you've got a penalty, you need to do one. Now, I've I've got a quiz on, on my site at searchlogistics.com. If you go to the technical SEO audit page, there's a little quiz to, to, to help you there. But for the most part, if you're not seeing growth in your search traffic, you need to do one. And we shall specifically put that link in the show notes. In fact, I'm copying and pasting it now. Oh, you've already done it. <laughs> you put it at the bottom of the document, the look of it. So that will be in the, <laughs> that, that will be in the show notes. Okay, so let's get out down to the nitty-gritty. You say you'd broken this down into some sort of easy-to-follow steps. Should we go through them? Yeah, I mean, technical SEO audits are scary for a lot of people. So to make it accessible and easy to do for everyone... Um, not only does it have to be easy to do, but it has to be cheap or free to do. Um, so I designed a, a process that will make SEO audits accessible for the average Joe. Now, this is by no means a replacement for a real true technical SEO audit done by a, a professional, but it does make it will give you the power to increase your search visibility to an extent and it is accessible to anyone. And if you run through this, you're going to see good success. Now, all of the steps I've actually laid out in a detailed video. I've actually created a video that not only explains the steps, but shows the practical application of those steps on a real site mm. and how that affected search traffic. Because while the steps are the same for everyone, the actions that you need to take, the things that you discover unique to every website so often people struggle with the practical application mm. the video shows you real life examples of practical applications if you hit my youtube channel you can find the seo audit video or you can hit my blog and find the seo audit tutorial which has not only the video but also what we're about to talk about laid out in complete detail in text and images as well so 
I, I, I touched on it before. It's very important that you build a foundation that Google loves mm. and more importantly, humans love. You cannot build a foundation that Google's love until you've built a foundation that humans love. And if you were, let's say, opening a new retail store, you would, on the day of opening, all the shelves would be nice and organized. You know, you'd have all uh, all the T-shirts in one place, all the trousers in one place, all of the shoes in one place. Everything would be nicely organized. You'd have a fully stocked store. People don't do that with their websites. No. They kind of like open it and they've kind of got like <laughs> a, a, a jumble of stuff in the corner <laughs> and, you know, like there's some T-shirts over there, but then there's a T-shirt over there and like nothing's organized. There's no, there's nothing, right? And then people start wanting to do link building, but you can't do that. We've got to take care of our own house first. You've got, yeah. to, you've got to open a store people want to visit, right? So... The very first step in in the common sense SEO audit is quite simply to listen to your visitors because it's likely you've already opened your store. You've already got some kind of traffic. You've already, you know, your website's got people coming to it. You've got some some subscribers on social media, perhaps in email. The first step of a common sense SEO audit is to ask those people, first of all, what content do they want to learn about? Then ask them how do they want to consume that content and then ask them what do they like or dislike about the current site. Mm -hmm. The answers to those questions will guide your SEO strategy, your content strategy, and perhaps your overall digital marketing strategy. For example, for me, um, I mean, I published all the data in a full tutorial, but I was thinking about launching a podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, hot topic. We're on a podcast right now. Like, but the answer to my survey, well, 90% of my audience said they like reading blog posts. 70% of them said they like watching videos. Mm. Only 20% say they like listening to podcasts. Wow. So if I'd have gone and done the podcast, I would have spent a lot of money, time and resource to learn that lesson. Instead, my audience told me. So Asking these questions not only helps shape your SEO strategy, but your business strategy as well. And this is where most SEO audits fail because they forget about the human part. They're not asking the people. The people are the that drive the business, that create the revenue for you. Yeah. They're too busy looking in tools. So it's very important that, first of all, you ask your audience. Now, I had lots of great feedback. You were publishing content, lots of free SEO information. It's easy to understand. Um, it covers both sides of the coin. You use case studies, real-life examples, lots of positive feedback. And you'd think from such positive feedback, well, what could be wrong? Like, <laughs> what could possibly be wrong when you're getting glowing feedback like that? Yeah. But I learned my design was dated. It didn't perform well on mobile in terms of load speed or how it functioned. It was hard to find tutorials. The graphics looked cheap. And all of these things that, when fixed, contribute to the overall experience and as such the SEO signals. Yeah. You know, and when, if, if, for anyone that's listening that doesn't know this, Google has moved to a mobile-first index. Most websites are now on the mobile-first index. What does that mean? It means that if your site loads poorly and performs poorly on mobile, Google takes that and uses it to judge how your desktop site should perform in the search results. Oh. 
And if you've had a, a, a message in Google Search Console saying mobile first indexing has been enabled, that's what it means. So if you pick up your phone or tablet and, and, and the site's like really slow to load and, you know, pop-ups pop up, but you can't close and oh, yes, things like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and your mobile experience is poor. That has a direct impact on your ability to win desktop search traffic. So I learned through asking my people that was an issue. And I, I was like, picked up my phone and I was like, oh, yeah, there's lots of problems here. Mm. So you want to do as well as ask. The first step is to ask your people. The second step is with that knowledge in mind. Now go and make your own manual observations with that feedback in mind. And you'll start to find lots of interesting problems, problems that I shouldn't have had. Problems I didn't even know I had. I wasn't even aware of. Um, so this is in the light of the feedback that you've had from your listeners. You're looking at the website with new eyes, effectively. Exactly. Yeah. With all of the feedback in, in my head. Because when you're attached to a project, you're attached to it, right? But having that external feedback and then being able to review things objectively with that feedback in yeah. mind yeah. opened up lots of causes for investigation. Mm. Okay. So... After asking the people and doing my own manual observations, I already had a list of things like, huh, okay. So moving into step three was to take a closer, like a quick technical spot check of of the current situation. Now, unfortunately, on-page SEO does require a bit of technical uh, review, but yeah. there's a number of tools that make it really easy for us to do. And there's a few things that we want to check. Basically, because of the mobile indexing thing we just talked about, first we want to make sure that Google thinks our site is mobile friendly and it's a dedicated mobile friendly test. Bang your URL in and Google will say yes or no. If it says no, you've got serious problems. <laughs> so it's, it's binary. It's, it's literally yes or no. Yes, but it's you shouldn't use it as an indication of your mobile experience. For example... My site passed that test. It said, yes, your site is mobile friendly. But the actual experience on on the, on the phone when I was going through it was not very mobile friendly. <laughs> so <laughs> there's, it's an automated check, and you just want to make sure that you are passing that automated check. You should not use it as an indication that your mobile experience is good. That can only be done with your own you know, feedback from people and your sure. own manual observation. There's not a tool on the planet that's going to be able to tell you that. Um, so once you know that your site's mobile friendly or not, you then want to look at Google page speed score. Many of you will be familiar with it. You want to make sure that you're getting solid scores on both mobile and desktop. More mm. importantly, mobile because of that whole mobile first indexing thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> and just like the mobile friendly test isn't a representation of if your site is mobile friendly or not, the Google page speed score test is not a real representation of how quickly your site loads in the real world. That can only be measured with tools like GT metrics or web page test. So you can have like 100 out of 100 Google page speed score, but then the site take five seconds to load. Well, it's got to load in under three, mm -hmm. ideally in under two. Under one is perfect. Um, under three, you can kind of scrape by. Um, so if you're running those tests and you're not coming in with, first of all, a good page speed score, and then secondly, a good load time, 
they're, they're things that you need to pay attention to. Um, site speed, mobile performance right now are things that if you haven't taken care of are costing you money every single day that you don't take care of them. Yeah. So they're very important. And that's why I included it in the spot check process. Now, you can fix most site speed issues by installing a couple of plugins. I just use WP Rocket, takes care of things like um, analytics optimization, Google fonts optimization, and a bunch of stuff that you just don't get in the free plugins. Mm -hmm. And I use ShortPixel to compress the images, which um, again, costs a little bit of money, but um, many of you may be familiar with the free WP Smush It plugin to optimize your images. It was taking images that have already been optimized by that plugin and compressing them another 60%. Really? Really? Trust me, that really, really helps with your mobile page speed scores, mm. especially when not everyone has access to 4G. You have to consider that some people are loading from a 3G connection. So that extra compression really makes a big difference, you know. Yeah. Um, so if, if you haven't paid attention to that before, it's something that you really should do. And that's why I include it included it as the third step in the common sense SEO audit process, because it's that important for you to pay attention to. Well, that seems fairly straightforward. I mean, you have seen, uh, you must have seen or done thousands of audits. Mm -hmm. What would you say are some of the more common mistakes that you see? More common mistakes, people aren't paying attention to content quality. Um, often people are taking shortcuts. Like quite often I'll say to people, is this the best you can do? And they'll be like, no. I'm like, well, right. So <laughs> why isn't it the best you can do? And all sorts of problems from design or like, but when I ask people, they know what the problems are. They know, ah, oh, well, this is better. Ah, oh, this isn't like, they know. I'm like, so do it. Like, why isn't it done? Mm -hmm. Why, if you know, it's not the best that you can do. If you can't say, I'm proud of this why 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 have you even bothered like yeah and people and it, we touched on it like people are obsessed with link building and people just want to throw a site together the content blah, 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 and, and just get out there and build links it's like the magic bullet recipe you know but you got to take care of 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 the foundation and and that content is is that content is the salesman in your store right do you want a salesman in your store that can't even speak to your customers because he can't speak English properly or string a sentence together and he just waffles random irrelevant stuff at them? Or do you want a salesman that like takes a person's problem, understands it, connects it to a solution and ends in a sale? Like mm. what type of salesman do you want? Your content is your salesman. And people take so many shortcuts there. And and, the, and people know when you ask, they're like, well, so that's, that's the most common error. Like, the com common error is doing things that you're not proud of. If you can't say that I'm proud of whatever it is that you produced, whether that's a graphic, a video, a, a blog post, an info, whatever it is, if you can't say that you're proud of it, why are you doing it? I think that's a very good tip, actually. It does remind me, actually, because I'm a software developer as, as well as doing this, and we have this notion of technical debt, which is basically where slightly sloppy programming has has like uh, cropped up in the code base but no one does anything about it and we call it technical debt and uh -huh. ideally you should have a plan to fix it because it's just going to cause problems down the road yeah it does sound yeah. very similar like poor seo is a bit like technical debt in in software yeah. development so let's um let's give our listeners something to take away if we could just condense maybe into a couple of top tips for our 
audience today, uh, Matthew, what would it be? Um, if you've never done an SEO audit, get it done right now. Uh, just follow my five-step process. It's easy to do. It will probably take you two or three hours to work through, and you'll have a very specific personal plan of attack to you that will increase your search visibility. If you've never done an audit before, I can't stress enough how much you just you're just losing every single day you don't do it. Mm. Um Going through the process will identify the problems, but if you have issues with site speed and mobile display and mobile indexing, you need to take care of those before anything else. You're literally wasting all of your effort until you, until you fix those things. It's it, You've got like two huge anchors weighing your business down and you need to cut those loose. So take care of those before you do anything else. Follow the five-step process, make a plan of attack that's personal to you and actually follow it, execute it, implement it, and you will see an increase in your search visibility. Well, Matthew Woodward, thank you so much for coming on. Um, how can our listeners uh, find out more about you on the interwebs? Uh, you can grab me on matthewwoodward.co.uk, my SEO blog, or on my YouTube channel, Matt Woodward UK. Um, I literally physically built a dedicated video studio, like literally with the bricks and everything. Oh, wow. Um, so you, if you, you'll see some great content coming out on the YouTube channel and uh, over at searchlogistics.com if you need to take a quiz and see if you need an SEO audit. But honestly, if you haven't done one before, you need to do one. If you've not done one in the last year, you need to do one. If you've got uh, a plateau of search traffic or declining search traffic, you need to do one. And um, yeah, just just pay attention to, to to that. You'll see success. And it's a great opportunity because so many people are turned off by SEO audits mm. that they're not doing it. So that means that there's, there's an opportunity for some in most niches for a few sites to do it right and, and take advantage. And, and those people are going to be like, but my link profile is so much stronger. Why is, that dude, why is that dude ranking ahead of me? And it's because you built a foundation that Google loves. Sage advice. Thank you so much, Matthew. And thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, show notes are in the usual place, which is sitevisibility.co.uk slash impodcast. Um, please leave us a review if you're enjoying the show. That would be good. Uh, questions and suggestions or even guest suggestions. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. We have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. That's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Matthew. Thanks for having me on. And if you guys have any follow-up questions, just reach out to me and I'm here to help. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Matthew. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Internet Marketing.